welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Lita, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Again, like I said, we're going to continue with the uh, relationship, love between couples, talking about that, getting in depth. Um, Yesterday, to me, was a fantastic day because um, we actually could break down. We talked about toxic relationships and knowing how to recognize them, eight signs. And man, this was, for me, it was eye-opening. And I even admitted some of the traits that I have to be that person, to be a perpetrator of creating toxic relationships. If you can't relate or you can't admit that you are, you have some of these traits, then it's a problem, okay? Um, Because we're not perfect human beings. Okay, and we do have things that happen to us that changes how we look at relationships. And if we don't recognize our flaws when it comes to the relationship and see where we broke down on the things that we've done in the relationship and we continue to blame the other person, then we we have to look at how we can become the, the same person that you're blaming, you can become that person and you don't even realize you're becoming that person. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get in that. And I don't know if I intro myself good enough. This is You Are Loved. I am Salita. You know, I just start yapping because I'm just like, I was just overwhelmed. And I thought about it all last night. And I actually had a conversation um, talking to some, excuse me, talking to someone about the eight signs of toxic relationship because you know we never want to look at this we never want to say well you know what well that's just how things are and no things don't have to be that way um one of the things they said is seek professional help talk to somebody you know um if these relationships are dangerous domestic violent wise talk to somebody get somewhere and if you need some quiet time go to another room because as you know we're in the middle of a covid pandemic and we can't get out and we can't move around and we can't uh, do the things that we usually do. Um, we, we don't have that atmosphere to walk away and get some fresh air, get your mind clear because now you're stuck in the house with all these people all the time when usually, you know, you might get 10 or 15 minutes by yourself. You can't get that. So you need to force yourself into getting away from uh, people, if you got to lock yourself in the bathroom, uh, some people, you know, if you have a basement, lock yourself in your basement, you know, your car, you know, just long as you can get away and get that, 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 uh, get some clarity in your mind when you're going through these type of things. Um, it, it's hard. I'm saying this because those are some of the suggestions, but I don't know how it is. Where can you get away? I mean, is it in, are you in a dire situation where you can't get away? Now, if you're in that situation, then that's a different story. Okay. Um, 
but also reach out to your friends and family. Don't ostracize them at a time like this, okay? Don't do that. Um, make sure um, you're getting feedback from them. Um, if they call and want to um, make sure you're all right, answer your phone. Don't put them in a panic, okay? Because um, you um, are feeling a certain way, okay? And they, and they probably understand, you know, I just need to have some time to myself. Be able to say that and move forward. But don't, um, don't ostracize yourself in an unhealthy way, okay? All right? So, I'm going to go a little bit over the eight different um, toxic relationships. We had, the first one was a belittler. This type of toxic individual will consist constantly belittle you. He or she will make fun of you, essentially implying that pretty much anything you say that expresses your ideals, beliefs, or wants is silly or stupid. Okay? That's the belittler. The bad-tempered one. Um, uh, let's see. Often these individuals have an unpredictable and hair trigger temper. Um, their partners often describe themselves as walking on eggshells around the toxic partner, never quite knowing what will send him or her into a rage. This constant need for vigilance and inability to know what will trigger an angry outburst wears on both the victim's emotional and physical health. Okay, that's the bad tempered one. The guilt, the guilt, this number th three is the guilt inducer. A toxic relationship can, of course, occur not only between two individuals, but it can be, okay. Um, a guilt inducer not only controls by inducing guilt, by all, but, but also by temporar temporarily um, removing guilt if you end up doing what he or she wants to do. For guilt-prone individuals, anything or anyone that removes guilt is very desirable and potentially almost addictive. So the guilt inducer has extremely powerful means of control at their disposal. That's number three. Number four is the overreactor. Um, a variation on this theme is, a, is the deflector, okay? You have a deflector and an overreactor. Um, it says, if you've ever... I'm trying not to read, go real, real deep into it. <clears throat> it says, um, if you ever tried to tell a significant other that you're unhappy, hurt, or angry about something they did, and somehow find yourself taking care of their unhappiness, yes, okay? Hurt or anger, you're dealing with the overreactor or the deflector. You find yourself comforting them instead of getting comfort for yourself, okay? Um, that is the overreactor or deflector. The over-dependent partner. Um, one method of toxic control is for your partner to be passive, that you have to make most of the decisions for them. These toxic controllers want you to make virtually every decision for them, okay? Um, from where to go to dinner to what car to buy, okay? That's a sort of a like a, that's a control mechanism. Passivity can be extremely powerful means of control if you're involved in a relationship with a passive controller. 
You'll likely experience constant anxiety or fatigue as you worry what the effect of your decisions are to your partner, on your partner or for your partner. Okay, that's number five. Number six is the independent, non-dependent tax, toxic controller. Um, it says this individual quickly disguises his or her toxic controlling behavior as simply asserting his or her independence. I'm not going to let anyone control me is their model. Now, I already relate to two of these already, and I think I said that yesterday. This is one of them, and I say that all the time, but I say that be, my, it, no, I'm not going to say it as a control mechanism. I'm saying it because that's how I feel in any relationship, that I'm not, I feel that everybody has their own control and nobody should be trying to control each other. So I'll say this in, in a relationship in a heartbeat. I'm my own person. When I came to this relationship, I was a whole person. I'm not going to stop being that whole person. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to compromise, but I am not going to completely change everything about me to fit what you desire. It. I mean, if, if I'm not it, I'm not it. You know, we we have to come to that conclusion. Sometimes that's hard to, to, to uh, see, but if I'm not it, I'm not it. And I'm at a point where you can't change me now. I mean, not to say that I can't change, but you can't change me. That's the that's key word. I have to want to change. And if I don't want to change, then it, not to change, not for the better, but if I don't, if my, if, if my personality or anything about me is not positive and it needs to be changed probably, I don't have a problem with that. Okay? None whatsoever. But I do not think that in a relationship, you should try to control a behavior of a, another adult. You should not do that. Um, they're the way they are, and you're satisfied with them, complaining about them, you're not changing, you're with that person, it's all right to vent. But you have to be careful how you call yourself trying to change them. And I, it took a long time for me to learn that. But we have to be very careful with that because, like I said, I am that type of person, okay? And I, I, I stopped explaining that because I want you to understand the two ones that I know that I relate to. I relate to the guilter and I relate to this one, the independent, non-dependent, toxic controller. Uh, <clears throat> number seven, it says users, especially at the beginning of a relationship, often seem to be very nice, courteous, and pleasant individuals, Okay. Um, and they are, as long as they're getting everything they want from you. What defines a toxic relationship with a user? It's a one-way nature, okay? And the fact that you will end up never having done enough for them, this is what makes it so crazy, okay? You do everything. They, you know, you, you know, they bring you a one wrinkle, uh, old dead flower, and you think they brought you the world. Oh, it's just the little things that count. No. Okay, now, it's the big things that count, especially when when I'm carrying the big things, okay? <laughs> so, um, if you relate to the user, I, I get you, okay? Um, the possessive, now number eight is the last one, is the possessive paranoid toxic controller. Um, this type of toxic individual is really bad news, okay? It says early in your relationship with them, you may actually appreciate their jealousy, particularly if it isn't 
too controlling, and most, but certainly not all, possessive men will imply that once two of you are married or in a committed relationship, they'll be just fine. Now, let me say this. It's not cute for someone to be jealous of you. Not at the beginning of any relationship. Because to me, I see that as a warning sign. So I don't think it's cute. When you clowning at the beginning, that's a warning sign for me. I don't know. I don't think it's cute. I mean, y'all might think it's cute. You guys might think it's cute. But I don't think it's cute for someone to act that way. At all. At all. So, we talked also about the toxic relationships in COVID. How, and that's kind of what I kind of introed into the idea that we're stuck in the house together. Um, one's working, one's not working. One's being, you know, you're dealing with all this. Everybody around, you just need some time to yourself. You don't even sometimes feel like being in the same room with them, even at nighttime when it's time to go to bed. You know, you, you go to sleep in another room or something. You just want some time alone. I know for me, and I know everything is, I'm, I'm bouncing everything off of me. It's because this is not really truly about me. I'm just kind of explaining how, when I talk about these subject matters, how it affects me too. And I don't want you to think that I'm barking all this information out at you and it's not touching me. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I want you to understand that I am very much so a normal person, okay? Well, I don't want to say I'm just like everybody else because we're not all like everybody else. I'm just a human. Let me say that. I'm a human. So humans make mistakes constantly all the time. I am a human. So I just want to relate to you guys when I'm talking these different subject matters that, hey, you're not there by yourself. I'm here too. I do some mixed up the things. I say some crazy stuff. I, I um, make bad um, decisions. I make good decisions. Um, you know what I'm saying? I do all those things. I cannot sit here and talk to you guys and discuss these subject matters with you and be so disassociated or disconnected. It's crazy. Because I want you to know that I'm a real person. Okay? It's nothing fake about me. I've made some crazy decisions. Okay? And I've done some crazy things. Okay? And you might not think they were crazy because you might, you know, hey, I would have done the same thing, you know? But I know that there weren't good, solid decisions that I should have made for myself because I didn't benefit from that decision. Actually, I lost. So... You, 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 I want you guys to know that I'm here with you, okay? And I'm going to continue to say that because I don't want to separate myself from these issues and act like they don't affect me. The whole purpose of me um, opening up to you guys is letting you know, hey, I'm here too. I have a story. I have several stories. I have, I have about 40 years of stories of different things that I've done that were not good for me, okay? And then there's things that I did good, did um, uh, good decisions I did make and surprised that they actually worked out for me because of, you know, everything else going on, okay? So I just want to share that with you. Now, we left off on um, what to do. 
um, in a toxic relationship. Let me go back and kind of tell you guys. Um, this is from HelpScope.com, and it's talking about the um, how to recognize <clears throat> eight signs of a toxic relationship. So I'm just kind of sharing this information with you, and given the proper awareness. Another thing too, um, in the background is some YouTube um, jazz music playing. Okay courtesy of YouTube. So I want to make sure, you know, hey, credit is where credit is due. Okay. So it says, what do you do? At the end of all of these, after you find which one you fall into or he falls into or she falls into, what do you do? The bad news is that you cannot change your partner. I just said that. Okay. The good news is that you can change yourself, which may lead you to behave differently with your partner, resulting in your partner deciding to change his or her behavior. Essentially, what you do is calm, calm, calmly but firmly confront the toxic behavior. You do this by identifying the behaviors to your partner, um, letting him or her know they are no longer acceptable, and suggesting alternate behaviors that would work better. Simply isn't it, okay? Um, actually, <laughs> actually, it is. Once again, you have to believe you deserve to be treated with courtesy, compassion, and respect in a relationship, or you will not continue the relationship. Make sure you're being firm with what you're saying and stick to it. That's the hardest part, saying it and then sticking to it. Um, When you first confront a toxic partner, you can expect that he or she will actually escalate their controlling behavior because now they're afraid. So their antennas done gone up, their, you know, the wings done came out, the horns have coming out, and they are ticked right now. How dare you, okay? You have to be able to handle whatever they do. You have to stay calm and firm and simply repeat your request. If your partner refuses to change, consider separating from a relationship for about 30 days. Okay, you should then talk with them again, repeat your request and let them know that you will not stay in this relationship if they continue their toxic behavior. If they once again refuse to change, you need to end the relationship. If they promise to change but relapse, repeat the cycle one more time. So you're giving them opportunities to get their, excuse me, shit together. Okay. Um, the bottom line, you can attempt to seriously improve a toxic relationship only if you're prepared to leave it. So if you're not prepared to leave it, then do not, I mean, if you've tried everything and it hasn't changed, but you yet still are not ready to leave, then what is all the work? What is the, all the upset? What is all the, the, the drama? If you're not going to leave at the end of all of this, what, what is the whole purpose of it? Because if you're going to allow them to go back into acting the same way they, they acted and they haven't changed and they haven't tried to no matter what you've done, why not leave? We sometimes won't leave because we're so afraid to be alone. We're so afraid of feeling rejected. We, we're so afraid of feeling unwanted. Oh, God, so many times I've been there. So what I say to you guys, you got to come to a conclusion on your own. Me, I am not tolerating it. Not tolerating. Been through it. Not tolerating. And I will leave. That's just how you have to do it. I will leave. Give you some time to think about it. Give you some time to see yourself through it. I mean, I'm just saying that's how it is. You have to do that. Um, because it's a time for you to heal. This is a toxic relationship. Is devastating. 
mentally, emotionally, and for your health. So you've got to make a decision to move forward out of it or stay in it and, and deal with it. I mean, if you're not willing to put in the work, don't whine and cry about it. I mean, that's just it. I mean, you're allowed to. Let me not say you don't say anything about it because you do need to talk about it. You need to talk it out and you need to get the right answer and and find the solution to it and then go forward and and deal with it with that person. I mean, don't, don't, I can't tell you to shut up and just suck suck it up and since you're not going to do nothing because it takes a lot to leave, especially if you're in a long-term relationship. It takes a hell of a lot to leave. Okay? It takes a hell of a lot to leave. And you want to make sure it's the right decision. But you also keep in mind that this is affecting you mentally, emotionally, and physically. So you're not important? I mean, let's look at this. So you don't consider yourself important? How can I sit here and not tell you guys and motivate you guys to to put yourself first, self-care. If you don't put yourself first, people are going to forever do you the way. You're going to go from one relationship to another to another, doing the same thing, allowing the same thing happen, doing the same thing over and over and over again. There's a cycle you have to break, and you have to be that person to break it. And because of that, you have to find self-care. And you have to give that person, that partner of yours, time to get his head together or her head together. If they really want to be in a relationship with you. Okay. Now. It says. um, A notable exception is. I believe strongly in a zero tolerance policy. For physical abuse. No matter how apologetic your partner is. If you've been physically abused. You must separate from them immediately. Okay. If they then seek appropriate help. And you have reasonable confidence. That you will not physically abuse. He will not or she will not physically abuse you again, you may consider whether or not you want to return to that relationship, okay? And I'm not saying everybody forever are abusers. They do change. People do change. But I will say this, you better pay attention to how they're changing, okay? Because it could go from good to worse. I mean, it could go from bad to worse. And um, how do you know if they reformed? I don't know. I don't know. no idea but we're going to go deeper into the domestic violence because that's love and relationships we're going to talk about that we you know we want to talk about the bright pretty hearts and i mean red hearts and the roses but relationships are not always built like that um and we found that out just by these discussions we're having okay now it says um what if you have a parent who behave in a toxic manner fortunately as an adult child, you do not live with them 24-7, and you likely have the support of a significant other in dealing with them. Essentially, you need to deal with toxic parents in the same way you would deal with a toxic partner. You confront the controlling behavior, offer alternative ways to, to, to ways that one or two of you could relate and see what happens. If your parent um, refuses to change their behavior, which, as mentioned b- above, will usually be controlled by toxic guilt induction. You will need to severely limit their contact with you. That is so true. Um, Since few of us would or should totally abandon an elderly parent who may need our help, you'll probably maintain some contact with them. 
but you'll need to take control of their relationship, of your relationship, okay? Not an easy task, but by the taking control, for example, by limiting phone calls or by you choosing when to do and do not see them, etc., you may be able to offer them the help they need while keeping your emotional equilibrium, okay? We often label those who stay in toxic relationships as codependents. They may well be. Codependency is, in my opinion, as a result of low self-esteem that can make it very difficult to follow the plan I've, I've suggested. Um, so she said, again, if you're in a toxic relationship and having trouble or are reluctant to effectively confront your partner behavior, seek therapeutic help, you might as well profit from joining a codependency group, okay? By all means, read books and or use the internet to find other techniques to help yourself develop the self-esteem and self-confidence you need to live without a toxic relationship. So, at the end of the day, this was a very good, very good article. Um, at the end of the day, you make the decision whether or not you want to continue to be in these, these terrible relationships. You have to make that decision. Um, uh, your partner has to make a decision whether or not they want to change. And if you feel that you're that that toxic person in the relationship, maybe you have to look at what you're doing. Look within and seeing how you make other people feel. You know, and it is a big, powerful way. It's powerful to make, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it's true. It Power and control in a relationship is really not a good thing, but it makes you feel, because you're dealing with all your insecurities, because hey, you know, hey, I got low self-esteem. I got all this stuff going on with me. I'm not happy about myself. So I get with somebody who's happy, who who either I can push around, make feel bad, or somebody that I need to control. You know, I feel good when I'm controlling somebody. Some people thrive off of that. You know, when people are, you know, at their every whim, people can, that's so toxic. But we're like that. We're control freaks. We do. We love to control other human beings. Okay? We do. And it's terrible. But that's how we are. But we have to change that. You know? We have to change that. We have to want to change that. Okay? Um. Uh. Wow. Now, here's real quick. No, we'll talk about this one. Let me see this. Um, I found another one on here and it says six signs of red flag, relationship red flags, six toxic behaviors to watch out for. Oh, so we will definitely, we're going to catch this one. We'll talk about this one tomorrow. Definitely. I think that's a good one too. Um, Maybe I should have done that one first, but wow. So as you can see, we've covered a lot. And I just want to say each and every to each and every one of you guys out there, if you've recognized or you're familiar or you see the signs of these eight toxic um, relationships that you think you're in. And I think all of us have a little bit of a little bit of all of this in our relationships. I really do. We all need to do a relationship checkup, okay? I think it's very important that we do a relationship checkup, 
okay? And I think taking time out to see, I mean, even when you're in a relationship for 30 or 40 years, I mean, if you're an older couple and you're there and you still see some things that should be fixed, we find ourselves just becoming complacent to a lot of bad habits we have and a lot of bad habits our mate has in the relationship. And we've been, we we get comfortable, oh, that's been him all his life. I don't even worry about it no more. But inside you're tore up, you're walking on eggshells, you're, you're angry at the kids, you're angry at everybody, you're ostracizing yourself, you're going through depression, you know, because you're in a relationship that you've actually become so used to and thinking it's the right way of doing things when reality it's not. And so that's why it's so important to recognize these damaging um, relationships. And they're not even, um, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that you have to have what you call, we have a perfect relationship. We don't argue. We just get along and smile. That is not reality. There's no way you go through life and you completely agree with everything. That is totally. So if anybody ever tells you that bull crap, that's a lie. I've never met anybody who actually, and I've been around a lot of couples, that's been perfectly never argue, just get along all the time. That's not true. Now, people may, what we might call a relationship where people get along because they might do, there is a possibility they can um, be able to hash out their, their disagreements in a, in a proper way. I'll take that. But the whole, not 100% of a pure, deep, beautiful relationship is out there. Um, not, and it's up to the two people who are in that relationship to recognize those things. If you can't talk it out with that person without that person getting angry or mad or feeling like you're always criticizing them or always saying I'm wrong, man, don't don't do it. Don't do it. I'm serious. Don't do it. Don't tell anybody that because that's not true. Because let me tell you something about people who pretend like their relationships are so perfect. Um, it always shows. Mm-hmm. At the most unopportune times, that badness in that relationship will come out. And you'll see it. You'll see it either by action or by words. You'll see it. Okay? So, I'm not doubting that there's a relationship out there like that. But I don't believe that all relationships are like that. You know, I just don't. But at the end of the day, you you make the best of your relationship with who you're with. You love them. As In these type of relationships, there's no unconditional in these kind of relationships. You can't love somebody unconditional in these type of relationships. So don't, don't, don't even put those two words together and say, okay, this is part of the relationship. No, you cannot love somebody unconditional when they're treating you bad. And they're, they're creating, they're making you have ulcers because you're so worried about what they need and what they, or when the next time they're going to go off on you. Now, don't even do that. Don't even think about doing it. Okay? Seek help. Seek professional help as quickly as possible. Okay? All right? So, you guys, this was a great 
end of this, but we're not finished with toxic relationships because we're going to continue talking about when you're dating someone um, and you're in a toxic relationship. Okay? So, we're going to go ahead and end this show. Thank you for listening in to another episode of And I want to say thank you guys. Have a great Thursday. Today is, no, today is Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm rushing the week, huh? also check out our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. always remember, you are loved.